Prophecy, Part 2 Parashat Vayaki, and he lived. Welcome this week to the twelfth and last parish reading from the book of Genesis 49-1-26. It is titled Vayaki, and he lived. It will also be the last episode for some time as I am taking a maintenance break. This reading about the prophecy Jacob gathered his sons to hear concerning what will happen in their future lives and to their descendants, allows me to conclude the earlier episode on prophecy, as the book of Proverbs speaks to the reader, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law, Proverbs 29,18. I hope you will begin to understand better how important the word of the Mighty One is for guiding our thoughts, speaking and actions so that everyone who is believing in the prophecy of the word will be prepared for the return of the King of Kings and Master of Masters. What is prophecy? Word Web Dictionary defines prophecy as knowledge of the future, usually said to be obtained from a divine source, and a prediction uttered under divine inspiration. I believe the scriptures are derived from a divine source because it contains numerous examples of prophecy. Some of the revelations about future events you will find in scripture include Jonah's accurate prediction of the destruction of Nineveh's, Jonah 3 4, Isaiah's accurate prediction of the fall of the Babylonian Empire, Isaiah 13 19-22, Yahashua's accurate prediction of the destruction of Jerusalem by the Roman Empire, Matthew 24 15-21, and Ezekiel's partly fulfilled prophecy about the return of the people of Israel to the land the Mighty One had given to them, Ezekiel 36 24-28. Ezekiel's prophecy is partly complete because the stone which was cut out but not with human hands in the prophetic dream King Nebuchadnezzar was given about the rise and fall of governments ruled by man, Daniel 2.26.30, has not happened, is still in the future, and will soon come to pass as the book of Revelation, in its opening verse says to everyone with a hearing ear, this is the revelation of Yahashua Messiah, which the Mighty One gave him to show his servants what must soon come to pass. He made it known by sending his Malik to his servant John, Revelation 1.1. I believe that in most cultures, the word of a parent to their child or children is considered to be prophesied. It is on this account that children are commanded to be obedient to their parents, both fathers and mothers which is the first commandment with a promise as the scripture says, Ephesians 6.1-3, see Exodus 20.12. Jeremiah 35,18. In the passage for reading this week, Jacob gathers his sons and makes prophetic statements about their future, then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so that I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come, come together and listen, O sons of Jacob, listen to your father Israel, Genesis 49,1-2. Some people do not agree that Bible prophecy is accurate. They suppose that Bible prophecy is open to multiple interpretations and is not limited to a single event occurring. However, the Bible does not permit prophecy to have multiple interpretations and provides the key to understanding prophecy. Peter points out to people who think they can interpret prophecy to suit their own understanding that this is not how it should be done. He writes in the book of 2 Peter, we also have the word of the prophets as confirmed beyond doubt and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, 
you must understand that no prophecy of scripture comes from one's own interpretation. For no such prophecy was ever brought forth by the will of man, but men spoke from the mighty one as they were carried along by the set-apart spirit, 2 Peter 1,19-21. The prophet Isaiah as well, provides the key to understanding what is prophecy and what it is not. He writes in the Bible book that bears his name, that prophecy can be understood through the law of the mighty one, to the law and to the teaching. If they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn, Isaiah 8:20. The Second Coming of Yahashua Messiah I pointed out in the earlier episode titled Prophecy, that the end of the governments of man is very close because of the fighting between Israel and Hamas, which started when Hamas attacked Israel on October 7, 2023. This is the strongest sign pointing to the Second Coming of Yahashua. The reason why I can boldly make such a statement is because my conclusion is in agreement with what Isaiah has spoken and which is recorded for everyone to learn from. In earlier messages that I have posted, and which I will consider adapting for audio and video to reach as wide an audience as possible because Malachim rejoice in heaven when one sinner repents, I have already talked about these things following the example of the earliest followers of Yahashua Messiah. Just like Jacob called his sons together to tell them about what will happen to them in future, Paul called together the elders of Ephesus to give them warning about what would happen soon. Acts 20 1732 From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the congregation. When they came to him, he said, You know how I lived the whole time I was with you, from the first day I arrived in the province of Asia. I served the Master with great humility and with tears, especially in the trials that came upon me through the plots of the Jews. I did not shrink back from declaring anything that was helpful to you as I taught you publicly and from house to house. Witnessing to Jews and Greeks alike about repentance to the Mighty One and trust in our Master Yahashua Messiah. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in town after town the set-apart spirit warns me that chains and afflictions await me. But I consider my life of no value to me, if only I may finish my course and complete the ministry I have received from the Master Yahashua the ministry of witnessing to the good news of the Mighty One's favor. Now I know that none of you among whom I have preached the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I confirm to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole counsel of the Mighty One. Keep watch over yourselves and the entire flock of which the set-apart spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the congregation of the Mighty One, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. 2030 Even from your own number, men will rise up and distort the truth to draw away disciples after them. Therefore be alert and remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. And now I commit you to the Mighty One and to the word of His favor, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all who are consecrated. The Benefit of Prophecy The benefit from prophecy is that the believer knows what is to be done at the proper time. This is why prophecy is given and why it is important. As the scripture states, people will begin to do bad things when there is no prophecy, where there is no vision, 
the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law, Proverbs 29,18. It is on this account that Paul prefers the gift of prophecy for believers. He said instead of people speaking in languages that others cannot understand, it would have been better if they could all prophesy. If they could all prophesy, it would be difficult for evil to be found among their congregation because the spirit of prophecy would point out and correct their evil minds and intentions. 1 Corinthians 14,1-3 Earnestly pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to the mighty one. Indeed, no one understands him, he utters mysteries in the spirit. But he who prophesies speaks to men for their edification, encouragement, and comfort. Prophecy is for believers. As you have just heard, the gift of prophecy is better and superior to the gift of speaking in many different languages. The ability to speak in many different languages is so that many people from all nations may come to know the Mighty One through His Son Yahashua. As you may have heard, an excellent example of speaking in tongues was manifested by the disciples of Messiah when they received the gift of the set-apart spirit according to the prophecy of Joel, Acts 2,1-21. Because different people from different nations heard the message of light, love, and troth, over 3,000 persons were converted to the way. However, in Acts 5,1-11, the record shows how the gift of the spirit of prophecy revealed that Ananias and his wife Sapphira lied about their contribution to the congregation. Their death was a warning to those believers in that age to be sure to be on their best behavior at all times. 1 Corinthians 14,22-25 Tongues, then, are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for believers, not for unbelievers. So if the whole congregation comes together and everyone speaks in tongues, and some who are uninstructed or some unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your minds? But if an unbeliever or uninstructed person comes in while everyone is prophesying, he will be convicted and called to account by all, and the secrets of his heart will be made known. So he will fall face down and worship the Mighty One, proclaiming, the Mighty One is truly among you. What then shall we say, brothers? When you come together, everyone has a psalm or a teaching, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All of these must be done to build up the congregation. What comes next? From the time Adam sinned against the truth, the whole of creation has been in pain like a pregnant woman. This pain is manifested in wars, famine, and disease. All of these ailments lead to death from which no man born of a woman has been released. The only man who defeated death by dying and was raised again on the third day, is Yahashua Natsreah, the Messiah of Yahweh. His resurrection was a confirmation of the prophetic signs showing that man and all creation is to be released from the bondage of suffering and death. While many in the world do not believe in his existence and doubt the message he shared among many witnesses, it is the promise he made that he will return to lead the nations of the world that all believers are looking forward to. This is what comes next as far as prophecy is concerned. Acts 1,1-11 In my first book, O Theophilus, I wrote about all that Yahashua began to do and to teach, until the day he was taken up to heaven, 
after giving instructions through the set-apart spirit to the emissaries he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them with many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a span of forty days and spoke about the kingdom of the Mighty One. And while they were gathered together, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift the Father promised, which you have heard me discuss. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the set-apart spirit. So when they came together, they asked him, Master, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Yahashua replied, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the set-apart spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, they watched as he was taken up, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Yahashua, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Maintenance Mode At the beginning of this episode, I did say I would be pausing episodes for a time. This is to enable me to recharge my energy in the spirit of Yahweh to better share the message which leads to life, with you and anyone who loves the truth and wants to or walks in the light. The assembly of Yahweh Natsreah is committed to continuing, maintaining, and preserving the teachings of Yahashua Natsreah, the Messiah of Yahweh, as disciples, adherents, and students of the way, united as one flock, assembly, and congregation, building on one foundation or cornerstone. My name is Orler Laerihati Tamakea. I am a follower of the way and with the assembly of Yahweh Natsreya bringing to you the original sense of the scriptures as practiced by the disciples of Messiah Yahashua since 30 CE. Do you want to learn about the true meaning of the scriptures? Do you want to experience the same trust and belief as the disciples of Messiah? Then the assembly of Yahweh Natsreya is for you. Those who believe in the foundation of the assembly of Yahweh Natsreya are committed to following the original teachings of Messiah and his disciples, believing that the scriptures are the inspired word of the Mighty One, and seeking to understand and apply these teachings about the reign or kingdom of Yahweh and the things about Yahashua his anointed one in our lives. A variety of resources is on offer to help you learn more about these beliefs, including Bible studies, sermons, and articles, aimed at establishing a community of believers who are supportive and encouraging. If you are looking for a place to learn about the original sense of the scriptures, then the assembly of Yahweh Natsreya is for you. You are invited to join on this journey to follow Messiah and live a life that is pleasing to the Mighty One. Visit the assembly of Yahweh Natsreya website or social media pages to learn more. I shall speak again with you when I return, if it is Yahweh's desire. Here is one more thing about the second coming of Yahashua Messiah. My hope is that this passage of scripture will convince your mind to prepare your house and keep your affairs in order because it is only those virgins who had oil in their lamps that were able to enter into the marriage supper of the Lamb. For those virgins who did not have oil in their lamps, by the time they bought oil, the door to the marriage chamber had been shut just like the door into Noah's boat was shut by the hand of the Mighty One. Luke 17 colon 
Then he said to the disciples, The time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. People will tell you, Look, there he is. Or look, here he is. Do not go out or chase after them. For just as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so will be the Son of Man in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying and being given in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, let no one on the housetop come down to retrieve his possessions. Likewise, let no one in the field return for anything he has left behind. Remember Lot's wife? Whoever tries to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night two people will be in one bed, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together, one will be taken and the other left. Where, master? They asked. Yahashua answered, wherever there is a carcass, the vultures will gather. <laughs>